What's up, Dirty Benches? I'm JD. And I'm Patty Popcorn. And we are the host of the Old Dirty Benches podcast. If you came here to listen to two women shoot the shit and talk about stuff we are not qualified to talk about, then you're at the right podcast. On ODB, we talk about white-collar crime, which costs the country upwards of 300 to $600 billion every year. Unacceptable. White-collar crime is typically orchestrated by those in occupational positions with the opportunity to commit these crimes. These crimes include insider trading, fraud, tax evasion, bribery, price fixing, and of course, corruption. We will discuss real cases, related articles, podcasts, and documentaries, movies related to the crime. Occasionally, we may sprinkle a movie review in. Our theme song is performed by Good Co. You can find them on YouTube, and don't forget to like, subscribe, or leave us a review anywhere you stream your podcasts. So gives us a listen. Hello, Patty. Hello. It's JD. Hello, JD of Old Dirty Benches fame. (laughs) (laughs) See how I'm trying to throw it in there right out of the gate? I know, man. I like it. This is good. I like it. I just Um, don't want people complaining. They never say, even though we play a freaking intro. Intro. Yes. Yeah. Our in- I if think our intro is good. If people are passing over the intro, then fuck you guys. You deserve to not <laughs> know like, who you're listening they to. They do the same thing every time. And then like, wait, what am I listening to? Exactly. Yeah. Older, that's good stuff. dirtier, benchier. Yep. 2023. <laughs> Crazy that it's already March. What? Oh, I know. I was Here just talking go. about this. The year is flying by already. Yeah. Lint just started. Fat Lint. Tuesday. I hate Lint. And, uh, me too. <laughs> Belly Lint is what the worst. What are you giving up? I'm not giving up shit. All right. And Sweet. I'm still going to eat meat on Fridays. Mm. Uh, I kind of lowered my voice because I don't want everybody to hear me. <laughs> I don't want God to know. <laughs> but <laughs> that person's everywhere. God damn it. Yeah, exactly. I think he's in my brain. He could probably hear my thoughts. <laughs> he is in your brain. So. He made your brain. Yes. Also, Easter's coming. Oh, my God. Yeah, and but not for a month. May. I know. But we're it's a month away, though. That's the crazy part. And spring is rolling in. I can't wait. So. I can't wait. This weather is enough. Yeah, I'm done. Enough already. I am done. Did you see, though, I think it was a TikTok video. I'm asking you because I know you like TikTok. Did you see the Amazon driver who was doing that delivery and made the heart in the snow? No, you didn't see it? No, I didn't. I thought that was pretty cute. He stopped at a residence. I'm surprised I didn't get that one. Yeah. Why did he make the heart in the snow? I don't know. I guess he just, to be nice, it was real cute. He hopped around. He made like a little heart and like a little arrow through it (laughs) and then walked off. No, I haven't seen that. You know what's funny about TikTok? I I do love it. However, every now and then I get like a weird adjustment in my algorithm and it shoves me this bullshit right wing stuff and i'm like (laughs) no so i have to go on there and be like not interested not interested not interested until it like stop writes me back to where i want to go that's interesting funny stuff i don't want this bullshit get off me well you know what they say it's ran by china Uh (laughs) sure is (laughs) 
I'm just on it for recipes and funny stuff. I don't want this conspiracy theories and right-wing fucking bullshit. Well, maybe they want to test the water a little bit with you and see if maybe they can rope you in. I'm like, not interested, not interested, not interested. (laughs) I'm like, what's going on? Where's my funny stuff? You're like, quit sending me this bullshit. Exactly. Yeah. I don't want it. I don't know. I mean, I'm not on TikTok, and then I try to do our socials, but I am a to- like notoriously horrible at it. So <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah, we have socials. Oh, like uh, hey, a month later. What happened to our Monday question? Oh, oh yeah. By the way, well, sorry, we got off rather... Twitter. Well, We're no longer can, on Elon that, Twitter. Like negative too. Mm-hmm. So but you can do it on Insta. I could. I'll probably I'll do something. I'll think about it, like some not sort of meme or something. You. I'm not good on socials either. You're good. You're totally good. I got to work at it. So anyway, for this are. episode, hodgepodge. Yep, we are We're hodging and podging. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna do another episode where we um, have do... some freaky fucking music. So just. <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> So yeah, the dark and sinister. We're gonna do it. There's gonna be a little bit of nerd talk going on. We're gonna talk about the psychology of white collar crime, some of the research, and for then female for females. We're actually gonna talk about gender as far as white collar crime and focus mainly on females. And because it's Women's History Month, it is Women's History Month. Look at you go! It's gonna be International Women's Day in uh, on the eighth, which is my son's thirtieth birthday. Holy ah. That's crazy. 30 years old. What the hell? I know. Crazy. Ugh. So we will sprinkle in a couple dirty bench confessions. We hope you like them. One's going to be from me. Yep. And it's not crime related, but it's fucking hilarious. And you're welcome. even though you're sitting across from me, I'm still going to play the creepy music right before you That's do your fine. dirty bench confession. Okay. So. <laughs> Oh, God. So last time we did one of these episodes, we talked about white collar crime, but we also discussed Edwin Sutherland, who's like a sociologist and did a lot of criminal theory about deviant behavior, those kinds of things. And Captain Obvious was his name. Yeah. Yep. I remember it well. (laughs) A lot of social psychology type stuff in there. Like we learn by watching. He's like, can you believe I wrote a book and people listened to me? I found it like uh, groundbreaking. It rains a lot in the <laughs> Pacific Northwest, <laughs> is what I've witnessed. And oh my god, <laughs> people don't know how to merge well. Oh god, we have horrible drivers out here. I, I think say it's that. everywhere, dude, because everyone's so focused on themselves. I know it's like, that's awesome. Zipper, true. I go, you go. <laughs> I hate that crap. Oh, God. As far as Sutherland goes, what I didn't really mention, and he didn't really build into his theory either, was uh, the separation between men and women. <laughs> like, and state. Yes. There is one. <laughs> kind of blurred it. The lines are light. blurring now. <laughs> blurred lines. <laughs> yes. So, it's gotten very Sorry. blurry, folks, but... As far as gender goes with crime, that wasn't really something that was considered when he was, like, working on his theories. Right, because who cares about women? Exactly. That is right, folks. 
We need to go back, back to the back kitchen. To that. Making America great again. <laughs> <laughs> Seen but not heard. Yep. Barefoot and pregnant. Can't have property. No checking account. No credit cards. Exactly. Can't wait. I can't. No payments. So that's good. We'll have that because we won't be able to work. Also. I mean, kick up my feet. Not worry <laughs> Eat about bonbons. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it will be great. Maybe I shouldn't stop fighting. Okay. Throwing the towel. I can. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> I'm tired. <laughs> so uh, what happened was some feminists. Oh, I said that word. Yeah, word. I know. So. Uh, we do say that word. <laughs> we Feminist. <do. laughs> uh, one. They started researching criminology. And they've done a lot of research uh, to look at female involvement with crime and that's like different types of crime violent crime petty crime white collar crime poisoning yes poisoning as we've already heard (laughs) and uh the reason that that we have some criminologists that are strictly focusing on females number one we don't get a lot of attention okay (laughs) what do we got to do yeah we got to kill more people i guess Make it interesting. We yeah, gotta jazz it we gotta up. Mix it up. Come on, people, bring your A game. <laughs> Make us irrelevant. Yeah, stop all this silent killing with the poison. <laughs> Step it up a notch, ladies. Okay. Let's do some gruesome shit. <laughs> so actually what we've seen over the last couple of decades is a rise in female involvement with respect to crime. So now like Just we all have types of crime. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Across the board. Yeah, they're it's... like, why not? Yeah. Why not God? <laughs> why not me? <laughs> if he could do it, yeah. I can do I'm it. I'm at my last hit with two. <laughs> That's it. I'm snapping. <laughs> In the words of one of the great women of our time, I was just trying to bust a nut. <laughs> That's what I would like to say. Oh, God. <laughs> Good times. <laughs> That's going way back to, yeah, like to episode the, one. To the beginning. Jesus. Okay. <laughs> so a lot of criminologists and scholars uh, essentially cite the change or the increase with respect to like the women's liberation movement as kind of the start of this. Yes. And we'll we'll talk a little bit more about that. I know. I don't mind you rolling your eyes at that because I'm like, are you really saying that none of this was happening right, before then. then? Yeah. And then that was like, okay, go. Yeah. Go open the, the flag. <laughs> That's when they dropped the flag and we were like, Okay, I'm going to kill some people now. <laughs> we burned our I bras. I like I can do it. We lit them on fire and we were like, now I'm going to poison you. <laughs> I've been thinking about it a lot. <laughs> oh yeah. Gosh. It's kind of funny when you think about like historical markers and we're like, well, we think that it started happening. No, not really. Okay. So essentially what they're saying, some of these uh, researchers, is that we started entering the workforce more in the 60s and 70s, which actually is true. Right. Um, Because before we were directed by our great husbands to stay home, take care of the kids, look after the house while they go and fuck their secretaries. (laughs) (laughs) And that was cool. (laughs) It was cool back then. Right. 
You know, like when they used to smudge in their offices and stuff like that. Be discreet. Yes. We all watch Mad Men. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, like, these were kind of the days when we we're gaining more autonomy, right? Like the ability to go out and get jobs. A lot of times it was jobs where they were thought to be female, like teachers, Nurse. nurses, mm-hmm. secretaries, etc. Yeah. Who's going to sleep with you if you're not a secretary, right? <laughs> Who are they going to sleep with? How do I get my foot in the door? There wasn't mandatories uh, <laughs> at that point. <laughs> no. However, though, there's some new research going on that has looked at the indications where uh, white collar crime, with respect to white collar crime, and there is some other criminal activity going on for uh, this, this particular gender females, is that it started as early as the Victorian era. Crime like, for women? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. So let's I talk, mean, I think it's been going this it. whole time. Oh, yeah. But maybe they just didn't get caught. Yeah. Okay. Maybe we're just smart about it, okay? I think, yeah, you might be onto something Or there. people were like, it would never be a woman that did this. <laughs> That's- They're not smart enough. <laughs> yeah. That's probably what it was. And what happened to you, because, like, obviously men think that they're superior to us. Like, we're stupid, right? What? And then, you know, completely inferior. Our, our, we, uh, couldn't, we couldn't figure it out. No, our mens rea comes around and we're, like, uh, totally erratic. Are you then, on your period? Yes. <laughs> mens rea is the criminal intent. <laughs> it comes around? Really? We have it once a month? Mens rea? It, sometimes it does. <laughs> You're confusing your period with criminal intent. I know. Okay. I want to use it, though, that way. Let's not misinform people. We're not Fox News. Okay. Oh, Lord. Okay. However, Um, I would like to say I can kill people any time of the month. It has nothing to do with that. Sometimes it happens on the daily. Exactly. I build up intent and I let it go. <laughs> and I release it. Like a little cloud. I I'm go like, to get out of here. I bring myself back to center. Get out of here, rat poison. <laughs> Not today. Get out of here, Satan. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, history has of- often looked at the Victorian era as very restrictive for females during this time period what we sometimes forget is like women during this area were really trying to have like greater political presence they were striving for educational opportunities and uh controlling their own property so we saw a lot of that happening during the victorian area era right where um sometimes this might mean marrying into or inheriting assets so again we kind of have to use you know our great smile and our cute hips and be like you think you're our interested in wiles. me yes uh maybe bat some eyelashes and be like you find me sexy right now give me your land <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, you have you have an estate? Oh, you don't say. Oh. Um, we saw a lot of that kind of those transactions going on during the Victorian era, where sometimes uh, these women would be widowed, and then you know their spouses would, of course, 
that would transfer to them. And now they have like this huge estate or some property that they now own, which gives them a little bit more leverage to kind of get into the political scene. Yes. And um, do some investing. So some in the more conservative circles believe that financial crimes demonstrated that the business industry was no place for a woman back then. Right. Research, though, has been showing or demonstrating that women were conducting financial business for a long time. Right. We're kind of like on the down low. Yep. On the down low, like trying to squirrel away money. One research article had found in their research that they had done that there was a newspaper where the journal had wrote in. 1913 that actually talked about this bank that was created just for women in London. Hmm. So that's early 1900s, which I found that to be was it like quite a interesting. Bank or what? No, it was actually um, once they transitioned to be this bank for women, which all the staff were also female. Everybody that worked there was female. And then they catered to women. It was well known. Like, it was in the newspaper and stuff. Huh. And they took on a little bit of heat because, like, you know, that wasn't the thing back then. Right. That, that wasn't what you did in that day. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, of course, uh, U.S. women finally gained the right to own their own property in 1848. That's when the tides start turning a little bit. I thought it was later. Uh, well, some of the other rights start coming a little bit later. <laughs> But I thought like the property and stuff like that. We're like a servant to them. Remember that. Okay. So in England. (laughs) If you're a good wife, that's true. (laughs) In England, women's property belonged to their husband until 1870. So there's like a little bit. Yes. There's a little bit of disconnect there. And I think. No wonder we left, right? (laughs) I think. (laughs) I think because England was probably a little bit more established in their traditions and customs. Where we're kind of like this new country per se. So we're doing it different. Yes. Still the thought process back then were that most females were just too hysterical to really know what to do with their money or property. And we needed a man to tell us what to do we with that hysterical. stuff. We were hysterical. Yes. You know, so the Menzies comes and we're distraught. Who knows? We could push the nuclear button. Because we just get so overwhelmed and upset. That's right. Researchers have been finding evidence to demonstrate that we actually did a lot of gambling during that time, too. And that includes investing that money. More often than not, we were victims of fraud and embezzlement. Take, for example, Albert Grant. During the 1860s, he created a list of widows unmarried women, and other small investors to whom he sent circulars advertising worthless companies. So Albert would essentially inflate the values of these companies and hype them up. They're kind of like a shell company. There was nothing to them. Scamming even way back then. Yep. He promised huge dividends that never materialized. Huh. Wow. Does that sound familiar? Yep. (laughs) So women bought these like they bought and paid for these shell companies and then it ended up that it never turned a profit and furthermore they were unable to be successful when they took him to court right wow they could actually take him to court Mm -hmm. they attempted but albert managed to get out of all of it remember about the bank i spoke about the women's bank yep yep they were also involved in fraud 
So when they decided to start catering to women, the bank was essentially insolvent at that point and got the females to invest their money there, right? By saying like, hey, we're going to work with just females. We want to offer you this service. And the bank was literally propped up by the money that was invested by its shareholders. And... What ended up happening during that time was uh, the male gender basically stood up and was like, this is why females should not be able to manage their own money. So there were two authors who wrote books during the 1800s, both females, Ellen Wood and Emma Marshall. And they were both bankers' wives. They both had husbands who had businesses that failed due to fraud. And in their books of fiction, they actually talk about fraud and embezzlement, but also discuss the effects on the family, which was very interesting for researchers because they're like, okay, what was their particular participation in this crime? Like how much information did they know? Because this starts to get important on how females get involved in this type of crime in the first place. Mm-hmm. So I think at least men of that time were pretty fearful about women abandoning their task that they (laughs) thought we should be doing, right? Staying at home. Taking care of everything. Taking care of everything. So they're trying to put us in our place, limit the amount of responsibilities and duties that we can have. So they're really trying to keep us out of working and all of those things because well, now we're not going to be doing the stuff that they want us to be doing. And like I said, of course, when that bank went under that was managed by women, they relished in that whole failure. What was that bank called? Um, Let me see if I had wrote it down specifically in here. I don't know if they had a title in the research paper. I'll have to go back and look, but it was just a bank just for women. I don't know if they called it that, but it was in London. Um, It was mentioned in that uh, journal writing in 1913. So it was pretty fascinating. All right. a good idea, though, I think. Yeah, it would be kind of cool, right? Like to have a business like that, especially during that time, you know, when you're really trying to establish some autonomy to have a sort of service like that that's offered to you where you can feel some sort of protection over your assets without having to worry about getting married so that you can hold on to everything. I think would be a good time here to take a break (laughs) for a dirty bench confession. Here we go. Some scary music, everyone. I know. All right. Cue the music. You ready for your confession? Yes, you're gonna die. Here we go. Okay. Let's... <laughs> oh my you're god! You're already laughing. You don't even know it. I I don't know. A thought popped into my head, but I want to hear what your confession is. <laughs> a thought popped into my head, and then we'll see what happens. Okay, okay go. Are we on? Oh yeah. Oh, on. sorry, sorry, sorry. Okay. This isn't crime related because I'm pretty squeaky clean in the crime arena, oh but it God. is hilarious. You sound like and a Mitch. And it's not something that I would like tell a whole bunch of people, but here I am. So here you go. 
Uh, first of all, I got to tell you a quick little backstory about when me and my spouse were walking our little dog and I somehow fell down. I just like fell down. And you know when you fall, it's like slow motion. Oh, of course. Well, the dog was like, ah, like trying to get out of the way because I'm giant. He's little and I would literally kill him <laughs> like if I fell on tree him. Yeah. Then he was like, oh, my God, what's going on? <laughs> so that plays into this story. So uh, this past weekend, we were cooking something or doing something in the kitchen and the dog was like totally under my feet. Okay. And I went to like move her and he was like, ah! and I'm like, calm down. And then my spouse is like, Re oh, he was like remembering when we went on that walk and he started imitating me, like him trying to get out of the way and me falling. And I started laughing so hard. <laughs> I peed <laughs> <laughs> like full. I could not stop. You know, sometimes you can like control it and quit. I was <laughs> laughing so hard because when Chris starts laughing, like oh my God. really laughing, like the silent laugh, that kills me. I don't care if he's laughing at something stupid. <laughs> like just that makes me laugh. And he was doing that. And then I was like, oh, like trying to hold it. <laughs> <laughs> and I made a big puddle of pee on the kitchen floor <laughs> like a fucking toddler. <laughs> it was so hilarious. Dude, what did he do? What did he do? Yeah. He was like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> and I was like, I have to take a shower. <laughs> and I had to wash my clothes. And he cleaned up my pee. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh, and Chris, superhero <laughs> of the week. Superhero. Isn't that awesome? That I'm is amazing. Dying. I'm like, that the, is <laughs> the bridge is broken. <laughs> uh, the damn I could falling. not stop. I'm serious. Oh I was like, if this ever happened at work, I think I'd like, I'd have to quit and never okay. come back. Well, I can one up you on that. Ooh. It did happen at work. This is pee confession. This is this You is, peed your pants at work? No, I didn't I didn't you technically your well pants? here's what happened. Since <laughs> this you is poop confession. Since you've had a pee confession, I will have a pee confession <laughs> as well. I thought about saving this for uh fuck my work life, but I'm going to fuck tell those it now. guys. It's for us. <laughs> J and K, we love you. Heartstrings. Okay. <laughs> So, here's what happened. <laughs> Glad it in. <laughs> the, the harp. Yeah, I'll find a little <laughs> So, here's what happened. This was when um, we both worked at the at an agency together. I know what you're going to say. Okay. I am one of those people that constantly drinks, like, water and tea all day long. And sometimes I will get so involved in my work that I will hold it until I can't hold it any longer. And then I have to race to the bathroom. So on this day, that had happened to me. I had drank a lot of water and tea and, you know, didn't run, but quickly walked to the bathroom. And I believe that there was three stalls in there. I went to the, the one on the corner and yanked my pants down, of course, my underwear and, and plopped down on the toilet as fast as possible uh now before i did that wait hold on j and k oh no i have my sound turned down <laughs> god damn it 
There's the harp strings. Heart strings. <laughs> okay. Um, that's so funny. All right. Building up. Okay. So, She's about to pee, everyone. Yes. Uh, right before I sat down, which I always do because I hate sitting in somebody else's pee, I quickly wiped I down. was like, which I always, we all sit down to pee if you're a girl, I think. Because <laughs> no, no. some people like pee. to hover, right? And then they don't oh. clean off the toilet seat afterwards. So I um, wiped it off. Wiped it off real quick with a wad of toilet paper. That's pressure of time even yes i i did it i wiped it down real quick threw it right there into the toilet bowl flipped around as quickly as possible yanked my shit off and sat down and i'm like looking up at the ceiling and full stream (laughs) powerful stream is coming out right like it's it anybody who knows like niagara falls type style (laughs) p is literally falling out of my nether regions and immediately i start noticing like some cold wet stuff uh, around my feet and my legs and everything you know but i was kind of like off into space thinking because i'm peeing right and i look down because i'm like what's going on here and i look down and because they had low water level in our toilets there to try to reserve water right in the toilets the toilet paper that I had wiped off on the toilet seat had fallen right there in the spot where my urine was hitting. It was like ricocheting off and it the was toilet paper. Lit- yep, literally ricocheting off of the toilet paper, out of the bowl, straight onto the bathroom floor, into a giant puddle. And I could not stop it. And it right. Was... Once you go, once you get to that point, you can't turn it off. Like you're locked in. It's happening. That's what happened to me. I'm like, oh no, oh no. And my urine was splashing <laughs> everywhere. It was getting on my shoes. It was spraying my pant legs. Oh, God. And I'm trying to stop it. And the fountain is continuing to uh, fully launch Spray itself over. out of the toilet and onto the floor. And now, and at first when I got in there, I was by myself. And now people are starting to walk in. Oh, no. You're like, help! Help! Somebody throw me a raft over there, God, okay? I sprung a leak! One of the people that walked in... <laughs> <laughs> was it one of our worker people? Yeah, one of our coworkers. One of the people that walked in said... I don't know what's happening over there. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, you were like, me neither. <laughs> I appear to be uh, peeing perpendicular. <laughs> it was so embarrassing because then shortly after them comes another person to go use the bathroom and there's this like hold on i gotta have a little mop up (laughs) and i was not going to call the janitorial services and be like no so i literally got all the paper towels and the toilet paper i could muster and like wiped myself down and then cleaned up the um urine that was on the ground like the lake erie that i had created by myself on the floor and picked all of it up and then um I went about my day i came out and the co-worker was like that was you <laughs> <laughs> who was the co-worker it was debbie oh no 
But we laughed about that because she was like, what happened to you? And I, I explained, like, what I happened. I don't know. <laughs> it was just, like, these oh my circumstances. One in a million. Yes, that One happened to line up, and that is literally Well, when Chris worked in that building, uh, he went in to go to the bathroom and it was the men's room. And I guess there was just one stall and then urinals or whatever. And someone hadn't made it. Like there was poop all over the wall behind oh. the toilet. Like somebody just barely got their pants down. Oh, they had that eruption shit. <laughs> and they left it like that. <laughs> Exploded. So then he had to go in and be like, hey, you got to call the janitor. <laughs> and Matt, whatever they get paid is not enough. Oh, fuck no, dude. Nah, I'd be like, I quit. That's it. I mean, I did go and tell the janitorial services after I cleaned up everything and was like, hey, I had an accident. <laughs> <laughs> I cleaned most of it up, but you might want to go in, go in a there. Wipe or something. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> At least I just had to tell my spouse who was standing there. <laughs> oh, I can't stop eating. <laughs> Dude, it happens though. Oh, oh my, my God. God. Yeah. So there you go. That's my yeah. confession. It's okay. not crime related, but what I did to the floor was a crime. <laughs> <laughs> I know. The crime was to myself. Uh... Other people saw it. <laughs> That's what's horrible. Oh, God. I think I threw those shoes away after that, too. <laughs> All right. There you go. Yellow spray everywhere. Two confessions. Two pee-pee confessions. <laughs> confessions. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Let's get back into this psychology yeah, bullshit. <laughs> Okay, so based on some of the research that I found, Nap Howe was the first person to use the term pink collar to describe women workers. Uh, so pink collar, pink collar is just women workers. So it's just us now entering the uh, industry, market. yeah, the labor market. Um, so now we're referred as pink collar. And the increase... In crime by women has continued to grow each year. And I've actually like looked at some of the research and some of my studies. And research on uh, dif gender differences are important because involvement and risk is different along the gender line. And here's the kicker, though. Uh, researchers think that there is less of a difference amongst both men and women when it comes to financial or nonviolent crimes. So, like, the motivations, the thinking, or the psychology behind it is more similar among the genders than it is for other for types, types of crime. For those types of crime, okay. Yep. Um, because, like, when we look at your more violent crimes and, and things of that nature, the motivations for committing those crimes are usually different amongst men and women. Then we've seen that through research. So, uh, do they have like a profile of? They're still like creating what it. Would make the conditions optimum for this type of behavior for a white collar crime. Mm -hmm. Yes, they're so they're opportunity. Yep, of course. Number one. Obviously. I bet I can think of it. 
Uh, it's probably similar to our dry erase well, they board. They gotta have opportunity. You. Plus, if you say like, "Oh, there's no like guardrails or checks and balances," I could totally do this. Mm-hmm. Yep. Why not? Yeah, and so like the research is still ongoing, but um, and we'll you know I'll mention it again here in in my notes. But one of the things that's problematic is when researchers were creating some of their assessments and their tools that they use to. Uh, review the data for, um, you know, people um, when they're committing different types of crimes, they've always been created with men in mind and not females. So there's a lot of discussion going back now and saying, like, how do we change these assessments to make sure that they're encompassing everybody? Because right now they're not. Research has shown that white collar criminals often deny criminal intent. So uh, white collar criminals will typically say that the behavior is accepted at the organization or it's part of the culture, wherever they work at or operate. And uh, we've seen and talked about this before, but basically they'll say everyone is doing it. So this kind of goes back to the neutralization theory mm-hmm. that we have talked about previously. Yep. And the one that I'm good at. <laughs> Rationalization. You should do it. <laughs> They owe it to you. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So this is how these type of individuals, when they're committing these crimes, separate themselves from violent criminals, because they think that that's how the greater part of society looks at it as well, right? So if you think about yourself as being on the highway and the speed limit's 65, but everybody's going like 70, 75, that's how white collar criminals see it. Everybody's doing it, not just me. Right, they don't think that they're hurting anyone. Correct, you know, it's not like, I'm not like going out there and killing people, you know, that's different. So that's how they view it. The problem is that we still often see women in subordinate roles or not as a CEO or an executive. So this is the other part of the problem as far as research goes when we look at genders. Because oftentimes women aren't put in those positions and we don't typically see them there. A good case in point of that is having a female as president of the United States. When Hillary was running, I remember seeing or hearing people actually makes statements like we can't have women doing those kind of jobs. So Right, they're too emotional. Yes. So we see that mindset a lot and that sort of bias happens in all aspects to include uh research. Another good example of that is like Elizabeth Holmes or Rita Gina, which we covered recently, right, Champion King. Yeah, I mean they've managed to get into these spots, but we're still kind of treating it almost like an outlier because there's not enough of them, you know, that kind of thing. So they're not as heavily studied as we've looked at for men because they're still kind of like the minority in this group of offenders because oftentimes they don't get in those positions. Right. When it comes to embezzlement, females seem to be trending higher than their male counterparts. But still, researchers believe that masculinity may promote or facilitate the adoption of this sort of behavior criminogenic pattern, which I actually uh, believe that. For embezzlement or just white-collar crime? White-collar crime in general. Mm -hmm. For gender roles that's often lacking 
amongst women is, of course, that masculinity, because we're often trained from a young age to be more submissive. So some researchers are like, well, that's probably why we don't see a vast number of females like doing these sort of things. I think it would be more like, are you, do you have narcissistic tendencies? Mm-hmm. That comes into play. Yep. That's yeah. sort of arrogant yeah, mindset. Yeah, because then you're like, I'm smarter than you. Mm-hmm. You, you know, I won't yep. get caught because I'm smarter than you. <laughs> 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 and then, oh, look at that. I got caught. That's weird. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, Gina, I remember. Right. She like, had a zillion dollars and she was like, all these people are going to want their money. And she's just still like, do, do, do. Yeah. I, what are I, you doing? If I go public, I can just pay these investors back and everything. I'll fly yeah, straight. I'll just keep going. Which was total bullshit. Even though I don't really have a product per se. <laughs> that I'm actually just offering. Give me money. It's all fake. Yeah. That sort of thinking, that's basically mm-hmm, that yeah. arrogant, like. I'm just going to keep doing what I'm so doing. So to me, that would be a more interesting, like, how many of these people have psychological, these uh, traits, mm-hmm. not female, male. I mean, I guess you could break it down after you have the actual trait list of, you know, narcissistic and this and that and self-grandeur. I mean, but that's still narcissistic. So yeah, how many have that? And then I would say, like, how many of those are women? Probably a good portion of them a lot, have that. If not all. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, but that's where I think like they really need to find tools, fine-tune some of these assessments and tools right. to look at if there is separation happening amongst genders for white collar crimes. And also what you gotta look at is like their in not intent really, but I'm thinking about the extortion girl, the girl that stole money from the school mm-hmm. and then got extorted by those people. So, like, she needed money for whatever reason. I mean, I can see how if you're like, well, they're not watching and it would be easy for mm-hmm. me. But, like, she didn't really have malice, I don't feel like. I kind of think she was doing it more to, like, impress him in some weird way, you yeah. know, like... Um, and I don't know exactly what all the conversations were going on between them two. You know, I'm, it sounded like he was putting some pressure on her to get into some illegal acts. Uh-huh. And then she was like, And then well, use it against her. Yeah. I care about him, so I'm going to do this. You know, that kind of right, thing. Right, but other people are just like, I deserve this. Yes. You owe me this money because I'm great. Mm-hmm. And I need a hundred horses. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> well even like elizabeth we kind of talked about this a little bit too i don't think she started out thinking i'm gonna try to rip money off of all these investors but then she definitely never came clean and Mm -hmm. was definitely frauding yes but that wasn't her starting out intention yeah so I think that also needs to be examined. Like, okay, well, at first, how you many had, like just out of the gate are shitheads? Yeah, trying to scam. Yep. Yeah. Versus, like, at what point did you turn and now you're doing all this illegal activity? Right. And what was your mindset at I that mean, point? I mean, the whole thing is fascinating. Oh, really. of course. Yeah. <laughs> of course. Where's the popcorn? <laughs> so, uh, what I'm kind of boiling down to is that um, people are really just not paying attention 
number one, to white collar crime the way that they should be, but also to the differences in genders and then, you know, the social psychology behind it and what makes them operate, Mm -hmm. you know, amongst like- Multifaceted. Yep, other executives. So I, for me, and we've talked a little bit about this on previous episodes, it's really underreported because some people just get fired or they decide not to press charges, Mm -hmm. you know, so. Right, so we don't even know the whole- the true numbers. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. So chivalry theory suggests that women are treated more favorably than men because men naturally want to look after or protect women. The double deviance theory, in contrast, states that women are punished more harshly once for the crime and the second time for departing from the standards women are expected to set or perhaps departure from the normative women. Yeah, I can see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I And we see that a lot, like... Although Elizabeth Holmes got pretty much the same thing as Sonny Balwani, so... Yes. Yeah. And I don't know if that has something to do with the fact, like, here's this young person who rose to this astronomical level as far as, like, power and money in such a small set of time, and they were like... Now we're dropping the hammer on you. Kind of like a Martha Stewart type thing. Not saying that she didn't do what she did, but you right, know what but I mean? they made an example out mm-hmm. of her for sure. Yes. We've already talked about that was bullshit. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to point out those two theories because I think they're interesting. They're still continuing to do research on them. I could see where, and I've talked about this with my spouse, like some bias sometimes happening in the courtroom where uh, sometimes we'll get more lenient sentences because we're looked at as being weaker, you know, not as strong or devious maybe as our counterparts. But then... Also, of course, that we can be punished more harshly depending on the crime or the circumstances. For example, and I'll just use this even though it's, it doesn't fall underneath white-collar crime, but uh, <laughs> in sexual assaults, sometimes mm-hmm. we're, we get a lot of bias in the courtroom and yeah. we're treated uh, almost like we deserved it. Like we shouldn't be calling victim because we shouldn't have been putting ourselves in that place and yada, yada, yada. I don't want to bring out all the stupid stereotypes. What were you wearing? Yes. Well, why didn't you keep your clothes, your legs tighter, tight, you know, tightly closed, like those kind of dumb stereotypes. Let's pause here for another Dirty Bench confession. Okay. All right. Bring on the scary music. Scary music cued. anonymous nice to have you back thank you i have more to say (laughs) oh you do okay yeah all right well that's what we're here for to welcome everybody on the dirty bench give them an area to maybe disclose some more information about themselves or other people so we're glad to have you yes (laughs) (laughs) it cut out there a little bit oh it did okay (laughs) Okay, apologize mm-hmm. for that. Okay. Well, what what do you want to share with us today? Well, I told you last time about my serial theft. 
Yes, you did. But that wasn't everything. Okay. What? Yeah, it kind of, that was the start of it. Oh, actually. that. Okay. So what you're saying is you started out small with cereal and then mm-hmm, maybe and I, matured to something else? More. So much more. Okay. <laughs> I figured if if we're going to be real here, you deserve the whole story. Okay. All right. Let's hear it, Anonymous. So it it started with breakfast. Okay. um, But then we started going deeper. Um, I was a kind of a broke college student at the time, um, which isn't an excuse uh, just to put you where I was, though, I was kind of, okay. living, you know, mm-hmm. check to check. Yeah. Um, so, you know, toilet paper was expensive. Oh, yeah. I uh, I remember I had a lot of ramen days back when I was younger. So. Yeah. Yeah. So I started taking supplies home. They have all of the um, the amenities. Okay. At the hotel. Uh-huh. So shampoo, conditioner, toilet paper toothpaste toothbrushes okay you can go on okay yeah so there was (laughs) a plethora of stuff (laughs) yeah (laughs) okay okay and (laughs) um and i was also uh you know doing a lot of reading but i was in the the kind of the era where everyone was giving us electronic books okay um and i don't know I don't know how you feel, but I always prefer paper. Um, yes. But it was too expensive to buy the books. Yeah. So I would print all of the books on the hotel's printer with their supplies so I could then read them myself. I think that you're probably in good company. There's probably other people that have done something similar So don't feel too shameful about it. Well, I did for a long time. You Mm -hmm. know, that's why I only told you about the cereal at first. Okay. So feeling a little bit of guilt about it then? Yeah, I think so. But, you know, I've been, I rationalized it for a long time. Mm -hmm. Like I said, just needing it. Yeah, I think a lot of people do that. Um, Like a good... Example of this is um, in one of my criminal justice classes, we were asked a survey. Well, we were given a survey. And on it, one of the questions was, you know, have you ever broken the law? And a lot of people had said no. Um, But I was one of the people that came back and said, well, yeah, like I've sped. I've, you know, made a turn on right when I shouldn't have, you know, things like that. I just started mentioning all this, these different things. And then um, several people came back and they were like, oh, I didn't think about that. But I think that's because we rationalize so much, you know, in our day-to-day routines. And then if we also know that other people are doing something similar, then we're, we kind of, I guess, disregard the intent. Like we're we're being malicious. Does that make sense? It does. It does. And I know I wasn't the only staff member taking that toilet paper. (laughs) So. (laughs) Well, we all want to have clean bums. That's what we say around here. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> yes, I appreciate this dirty bench <laughs> that you're allowing me to sit on. <laughs> There's plenty of room on the dirty bench. I just want to make that totally clear. There's room for you and there's room for any other listeners that want to share any information that they have. So, Thank you. I definitely feel better getting this off my chest. Oh, well, I'm glad. That uh, definitely makes us feel good here on ODB. So I'm glad to hear that. Well, thank you. Well, you're welcome. Do you have anything else at this time that you would like to share? Or? Uh, that, I think that's it. I, that's it for this episode. Okay. Who knows? <laughs> okay. Sounds good. Well, Anonymous, thank you very much. We appreciate you coming on and sharing. It's been great having you. Thank you so much. Yeah. We'll talk to you soon. All righty. Okay. Bye. Bye-bye. All right. Well, that one was interesting. <laughs> I love confessions. <laughs> Even if they're not like, you know, any earth shattering. Oh, yeah. I'm here for the tea. <laughs> the hot goss. Yeah, if you want to call us and let us know that you peed on yourself, please do so. <laughs> Just saying. It doesn't even have to be anything major. Patty and I don't want to be alone in the room. That's but- right. Hey, you know, the bladder, it it gets a little uh, (laughs) hard to hold as you get older. Oh, yeah, it doesn't work the same. Especially if you've had some children Mm -hmm. that have wrecked your nether regions. Yeah, I'd call maintenance, but nobody's willing to operate (laughs) on this thing, so. I'd call maintenance. (laughs) We could get a rejuvenation. I know, right? Um, Steam the area. (laughs) (laughs) I need to take her to the sauna. (laughs) Let's get back into females a little bit. Some of the data, at least for females, with respect to supervision or serving some some time for white-collar crime, what researchers have been seeing is that a lot of the females are black. So um, researchers have started to ask the questions about bias and whether white female criminals are often receiving lesser sentences or no sentences at all. 100%. Yeah, because they find that this number, they're being overrepresented in the population. Shocker. Which, yep, is throwing like these huge red flags for people. So um, one thing that I kind of, when I was looking at that data and information, we actually haven't covered any... Um, female white-collar criminals as far as, like, being black women and any sort of scandals. I haven't found yeah, any. Huh? So I don't know, like, what their charges were in this particular research study. Um, it could also be trumped up, too. And it could be, yeah, with respect to those particular uh, acts. So um, they also point to the fact that uh, females, as far as white-collar criminals, are less likely to be married. And then I think it's important to say that uh, criminologists do believe that women are more likely to get into crime if they have a partner engaging in deviant behavior, but also when there is no partner and children are involved. So, Like necessity? Yes, because we're looking at, like, how am I going to support my kids? One thing that I've learned in my studies, and we talked about this a little bit before, is those assessments – that have been created for like academia and different experts 
to try to measure or look at deviant behavior, they were all created and designed for men. And so we're just now starting to relook at those and try to make revisions. You know, how do we go forward? Do we look at these tools and then try to add additional questions for women? Because a lot of them are found to be inadequate. And in fact, when we've gone back and looked at these tools that are being used on women, they've often measured risk as um, way higher than what they should be. So some people have actually overrode the results and then still give given lighter sentences. Nice. Mm-hmm. So with regards to like motivations, uh, Gilligan in 1982, another researcher found that for women criminals of all types, moral judgment was often based on an ethics of care. So leading them to try to solve other people's problems in various ways, which could actually include illegal ones. More recently, uh, Goldstraw in a 2005 research paper examined 155 women responsible for large-scale fraud, which um, for large-scale fraud, and at least for this research, it had to be over $100,000. So they identified five main points. Number one was pressure by another, which was usually a male partner. Number two was greed. Number three was gambling debts. Mm-hmm. Number four, personal. Like the nuns. Yep, the nuns. Number four was personal and business financial stress. Gina would have been one. Elizabeth. Um, Martha Stewart, MDD. Uh, five. Attempt to save a struggling business. Elizabeth's a good example of that. So she started defrauding her investors because the uh, item that she was trying to develop was failing. Mm -hmm. So the researchers concluded that compared to men for whom the fifth motive was dominant, women were motivated mainly by interpersonal relations. So that goes back to that number one where sometimes we'll have a partner or maybe kids involved, and that is really our motive for why we get involved in those crimes. In another research uh, paper that I looked at, the data had demonstrated that females indicated that there was poor communication with parents, and this is like during their adolescence, and that they felt there was an indifference or complete disregard to them. So they're essentially being ignored as kids which in turn lead to the individual having confusion or incomplete perspectives or constructs about moral boundaries. So because they're being ignored or disregarded by their parents, they're kind of left to do whatever they want and establish their own moral code or boundaries at that point. So for example, one story I read was of a female who talked about taking her dad's credit card and using it without permission. And then after her dad would discover that the credit card was used without him knowing, uh, the person would then ask for forgiveness after they had stolen a credit card and bought whatever it was they wanted. Yeah. Yep. So the participants in the same study described like frequent lying in their adolescence. They also had adopted a deceptive and antisocial behavior at a young age. <laughs> yeah, they're sort of pieces of shit. Yeah. Imagine that, everyone. And so this is all on females. So it was very interesting when I came across this particular study. 
But listen to this. So I found this article on Forbes, and it's about how diversity, oversight, and healthy boundaries can stop white-collar crime. And the thing that kind of jumped out to me that seems interesting is that it says, when firms stack their boards with men, misconduct tends to increase. And when they add women to the board, misconduct drops off. Mm-hmm. Isn't that weird? Uh, I would say because we're more apt to not take risk, you know, or start cutting corners or, you know, we'll probably be more balanced in our thinking and then be like, call bullshit on some of the stuff you know so that right and it says that men can be overconfident mm-hmm. and they overestimate their firm's returns yeah we're more like the truth bitch the truth slut tail tellers <laughs> i can't talk yeah we're like uh did i pee on the floor like, uh, yes i did i don't think that's right rob and I, I think you're wrong i also clean it myself <laughs> did you clean up your own pee <laughs> And then it said also that um, directors who have strong ties to the firm, like executive directors, may have self-interested reasons for not challenging the CEO. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like wink, wink. Yeah, we're all in on it. Yeah, that goes back to like thinking that they didn't have intent to defraud because Mm -hmm. everybody... That was how we did our operations, right? So they don't think that they're doing anything wrong because everybody has okayed it for the others. Yeah. So it's like accepted culture. And you also have to like understand what the company is doing. Mm-hmm. I feel like you can be bamboozled away better. Oh, yeah. If you're like, but that didn't make sense. You know yes. how like they talk a bunch of bullshit and you're like, but that doesn't make sense because you don't really understand the company anyway. So if you have like a, a person who's knowledgeable, then you probably wouldn't get pulled, like, messed up as much. Oh, yeah. I could see somebody, like, fresh out of college who starts out at a company who's already involved in some sort of white-collar crime, racketeering or whatever. And you come in and, and you know, like, this is your first real-world job. And everybody is telling you, like, well, this is how we do it. Right. You'd You're be like, like uh-huh. okay. You know, and then pretty soon, like, you're embedded in the same I behavior. that's what I totally appreciate about working with young people is that, like, where us older people are kind of eat shit politely, they're like, that doesn't make sense. Why do we do it like that? <laughs> We're like, oh, that's how you do it? Okay. You know, like, they call it out. I love yeah. that about young people. And uh-huh. I'm like, yeah, how come we do do that? You know, but, like, I don't yeah, even think to said. be like that. Yeah, but they're like that. They're like, this is dumb. And where we were, like, told you shouldn't hop around, they're like, this place sucks. I'm or out. Challenge. Like, they totally yeah. just leave. I love the young people. And they young people, in. it's up to you. <laughs> Please save the day. That's all I have to say. <laughs> yeah, we've already, we're out. Like, we're, we're done. We're and toast. We sucked it all we up. We did. We're sorry. Um, you gotta. It's all, it's all. I'm passing the mantle to you. Yep. Now. You gotta carry the torch. Do the right thing. Uh, well, you know, like in Elizabeth's story, she had brought in people that were fresh out of college, and they were calling bullshit. Right, but on her, she stuff. had all these old men fucking. I well, the old men what. at the top were like, "Fire them. Yeah, we don't need them." Naysayers. The <laughs> I don't know why they were so like enamored with her. I don't know. 
Uh, but I've worked places where people are just like, where I'm like, I don't get why everyone loves so-and-so. Like, what? Yeah. Like, kind of. I don't know. Yeah. Like, uh, well, I won't bring it up because we're going to cover it, but we had talked about it earlier. Um, the person who's calling bullshit and everybody was like, I think they're the greatest thing since sliced bread. Yeah. You know, like, so. What? You're like, get out while you can. Exactly. <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> I don't know. It's there's just so many psychology is so fascinating. Like oh, it why is. Why people dude. act the way they mm-hmm. do, and like how some of it is really predictable, and then sometimes you're like, where did that come from? Oh, uh, I examine myself all the time. <laughs> I'm and I'm not kidding about that shit. I will like I say something or make a time. decision and then act on it. And then I'm like, like why, why did I, I do that? that? Yeah. And then like I will pick it apart and then be like, well, I think maybe it was because of this I or was feeling pressured by this. Yeah. Like all kinds of, you know, like there will be a, a specific reason that I'll reason that I will zero in on that influence or motivated me to do something or act a certain way. And I'm like, how can I change that in the future? You know, because I really didn't and like you gotta that. you got to do behavior. that because. There's so many people that are good at influencing people. Oh, 100%. And you have to be, like, aware. Mm-hmm. Like, get those spidey senses, you know, like, why is this person oh, trying yeah, to convince the, me to do this? Or, the human you know, stomach feeling where you're like, this seems right. off. The gut. Instead of My waving guts always right, everyone. <laughs> Estelle. Except when I'm eating ice cream. <laughs> No, they're pretty. And then I get bamboozled and I'm like, this onion ice cream tastes okay. (laughs) Oh, Lord. Okay. So to wrap it up, basically, we need more research. Women are good and men (laughs) are not. Especially, I think, too, like, as gender norms, like, continue to evolve, right? We're not just pigeonholed into male and female. But you also have to look at who is doing the study. Yes. And where are they coming from? Yeah. And do they have a a motive that they're trying to show is true or false? Yeah. And this conversation is more to, like, get people thinking. It's not really to say, like, this is all set in stone because it's not. And it's, you can't. I mean... That's the thing. There's no broad brush. You can kind of like make a guess how something will happen, Mm -hmm. but it's not absolute. Yeah. A lot of the, I mean, and that's why I try to make a point to be like, one of the theories, because this is a theory, it's, you know, like, there's not one theory that's going to encompass everybody for why they did something. And you brought up the lady who had uh, got online and worked at that college and was responsible for, like, the accounting and Michelle, stuff. Michelle, was that her name? I think. I have to go back and look now. But, uh, you know, her motivations were different from somebody like Elizabeth Holmes, you know. Right. Or, um, they're not the other same. individuals. They're just different. So, you know, they're not going to fall I under mean, every Elizabeth category. Holmes was really CYA. She was just trying to cover her ass while she tried to. I think she really thought she could make it work. I think so. She was trying to buy time. Yes. But you can't do that. No. <laughs> That's fraud. Sorry. No. Well, and especially to, to the links that she went, right? right. It was like people were sending in these samples and the test she results. She was fully were... sending them somewhere else. Oh, yeah. And then they were sending out fake shit on the results. results yeah. You know, so that was horrible. Yeah. But you can't do that. <laughs> Sorry. But I mean, to go back to your point, though, like, you know, everybody has different reasons for why they start 
doing these things, you know, like why they committed the crime that they did. It's different. So you kind of have to like look at all these different aspects and try to figure out like, okay, well, are there some, you know, symptoms or uh, behavior like neutralization where that might be more And it said in that Forbes article, well, everybody does it, so. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And there is. We do that a lot. There is an aspect, especially of like corporate fraud or whatever, where everybody, there's just a certain level that's accepted. Mm Mm-hmm. So. Yep. Yeah. That's part of the problem. Sure is. And then when you try to decrease the IRS so that they can't nitpick. But that's only going to affect the people with the money who yep. have these giant returns. Exactly. That are scamming the loopholes. Because then they got to go for the low-hanging fruit. Like Which us. Is us. <laughs> <laughs> And we're like, Shit. I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> I, I don't know the turbo law. Tax. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know the law. I don't know the law. 20, 30 years. I don't know the law. <laughs> That's a shout out to Jello. He'll be like, fuck you. <laughs> oh, Lord. Too funny. I know. Well, you got, what else do you got? Because that wraps up our uh, nerd talk That's there. That's all I got. I am bled dry, people. I know, man. I'm taking a nap, honestly. Yeah. This weather is just... I know. Seriously. Spring. Come on. Ring a ding ding. Spring. Spring already. We need you. (laughs) Come and save us. Where are you, sunshine? Dude, I've been taking vitamin D for like a month, and I've noticed zero... Oh, shit, dude. Help. I know I'm starting to have a problem when, like, the sun peeks out for 10 minutes. I just want to run out there. Yeah. Ah! I know. <laughs> Fuck. It's it's a it's oh, for real, God. man. This, like, sad. It's a thing. Seriously. Yep. For you people living in the sun, you should just enjoy it, okay? I don't want to hear one. Uh, it's so sunny. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> You just fucking soak that shit up. Yeah, damn it. Keep <laughs> the it rest to of us are like, please <laughs> peek out. <laughs> Give me a little bit of something. Yes. Well, anyway. um, that wraps up this white collar episode. Uh, next episode, we'll probably do some sort of movie or something a little bit more uplifting. Yeah, she's trying to freaking push me to cocaine bear everyone. <laughs> already tell you it's gonna be a fucking mummy wait okay so you have you seen (laughs) yes i did bring up the cocaine bear because uh we're thinking about going to go see that might be scary i don't know um no your spouse shouldn't go it's scary (laughs) um have you seen the man from toronto I haven't even heard of it. Yes. That. Okay. Maybe we'll do that one. I don't think so. It's on Netflix. I'm already like, no. I don't, who's in it? Kevin is it, Hart. Is it A24? No. Okay. I it's not weird. It. It's not weird. Man from Toronto? Yes. It's an action film, comedy. Kevin Hart's in it. Woody Harrelson. Oh, did we watch that? I don't know. But we could talk about it and maybe do a movie review on it. All right, we'll do something. We'll circle back. You'll find out next episode. <laughs> well, it'll be 
down the road, right? Yes. You'll find out eventually. Eventually. Don't you worry your pretty little head about it, okay? <laughs> benches, we got this. All right, dirty benches. <laughs> Have a great one. Hashtag criminy. <laughs> Hashtag where's the sun? <laughs> <laughs> All right, bye, everyone. Bye. I could be